Good evening, it's Marcus Allen. It is Monday, March 28th, 2022 at 8.23 in the evening. And boy, oh boy, five minutes ago I was all excited and pumped to do this show. And then I watched a video, which I'm not going to show you, which really sickened me. There is a mass casualty event near me on the interstate because of a snow squall and fog and it was car after truck after tow truck crashing into each other, fires, people dying. Oh, man. And it bothers me because <clears throat> ever since the vaccine came out, people are driving like crazy. My entire family, we always have to pull over. Every time we drive, we have to pull over because people are tailing us and they're just just can't wait to get to someplace. And I noticed this as soon as the vaccines came out. And if you go to collision shops, in fact, I'm going to show you this a little bit later in the show. You go to collision shops, it's backed up forever. And they're going to tell you that there are problems getting parts, which is true, but it's also because there's lots of accidents. So, uh, oh, man. Let's, let's get to a maybe a, a brighter subject, which is all about, let's see here, the uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith nonsense. And the title, if you are watching this other than on my website of this, is Here's 100% Proof America is Run by a World Communist System. Yes, the Chris Rock, Will Smith Oscars fiasco is all about communism, and I'm going to do this entire show about that, and I'm going to prove it. So uh, do I even need to show people this? I mean, it must have been seen all over. The I don't watch the news. People always ask me what I think about stuff. Uh, let's see here. Let me click this. Yep. So this is, um, I took the snapshot earlier today. So there are always five spots on Twitter, what's trending, what's happening. And we have one, two, three, four out of the five spots. In the fifth spot is a sponsored ad. So literally 100% of what's trending on Twitter is about this Oscars fiasco, which is a total distraction. So let's do um, like a slow motion one here. This will tell you everything you need to know about whether this is fake or real. Take a watch. Okay, so there's no doubt that he uh, glanced his chin, Will Smith, and Chris Rock pretends like he just got hit really hard, which he didn't. This is a definite worldwide wrestling move. Okay, right there. Stop the tape. Let me back it up a little bit. Okay. If you look at Chris Rock's eyes, he's looking at the monitor, and you can see that he's smiling. And you see Will Smith smiling. This is called duping delight. These are micro movements of the face that shows the true of what's happening at the moment. And if I continue to play, then they go back to the serious. There's so many problems with this, it's insane. And this is communism. How is this communism? Well, this is divide and conquer. That's part of communism. Again, I'm going to go to the 
four stages of communism later in the show. Yep, there's demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization. And this, we're actually in phase two, which is destabilization, divide and conquer. So let's watch this again. First of all, okay, let's back, back the tape. Okay, so Chris Rock tells the joke. And by the way, he's smiling. Right? He's smiling. And then in a split second, he rushes the stage. No security. Interesting. Dude runs up the stage. Chris Rock is has his hands behind him and sticks his chin out. Again, they had to have gotten a 15-minute lesson from a worldwide wrestling retired person. Maybe Hulk Hogan came out of retirement and showed these two how to do it. So he has his chin out. He has his hands behind his back. I mean, nothing about this makes sense. If, if, if I made a joke, if I roasted someone and someone laughed and then they looked at their wife, the wife was pissed off, then... Then the guy gets pissed off. Then he rushes the stage. I am not going to have my hands behind my back and have my chin forward. I'm going to be very defensive. I'm going to start backpedaling. I'm going to call for security. I'm going to, and I might joke about it. I'm like, security, security. Nothing, nothing like that. Let's say we get this. Also, did you notice that Chris Rock in the slow motion, I love slow motion. Did you notice that Chris Rock starts to to move away from the punch in a split second because he knew it was coming. Trust me, if that was a surprise, he wouldn't have had time to move away. And then he fakes outrage. How dare you? And there are the laughs. With the Freemasonic bow tie. I never trust a man in a bow tie, I always like to say. Oh, it's just so funny. So there's that. What else do I have here? Problems with the scene. Yep, someone, a lot of people, I would say maybe 1% of the people, which is a lot, are warming up to the bullshit. Point of contact, I'm not sure what that means. Sissy smack. Weak throw. All right, no attempt to block. Leaning into the punch. Neck tucked. Bracing for contact. Totally fake. I'd bet everything plus that this was totally staged. They're actors. In fact, Will Smith won an Oscar soon after this and started crying. I could cry easily. I'm not even an actor. So here is the original one. In case you missed it. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Okay, that's from a Japanese telegram or Twitter account. So really, so you just you just got smacked, and you're already got the joke lined up, ready to go, and you're smiling. Come on. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, Ooh. dude. Yeah. It was a GI Jane joke. Keep my wife's GI Jane no joke. Out your fucking 
I, I like the Japanese commentary. Let's hear that. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out, to give an Oscar out. Okay, so he says the greatest night, what did he say? Greatest night in television history? That was a greatest night in the history of television. There you go. Okay, okay so, which is true because apparently the last seven years have not been good, and that's because of this. Does everyone remember this? Hello and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. If you don't remember, this is comedian Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globe Awards in 2020. Ironically, I think it was on January 6th. It was something like almost exactly two months before the COVID-1984 began. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Um, you'll, you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Um, if you missed it, he basically roasts all these people. I'll show a little bit of it. NBC clearly don't care either. Fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And they've no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah. Now, some would say that that reference is we're all going to die soon was all about predictive programming and COVID. Interesting. Remember that. Um, but you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no. Shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So, lots of big celebrities here tonight. I mean, legends, icons, yeah? Look, at this table alone, uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... <laughs> Baby Yoda. Uh, Oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci. Sorry. Um, I love you, man. Don't have me whacked. Um, but it's interesting. I looked into, in fact, let me do this right now. I looked into who the director was because the director always had the camera trained on the person being made fun of. That, that sounds like collusion to me. Let's see. Director Oscars 2020. Mm -hmm. Who directed the 2020 Oscars? Glenn Weiss. I don't remember that being... Mm. Was it the same one from 2019? Looks like a different one. How about 21? Uh... Maybe I'm searching this wrong. I, I could have sworn it was someone else, but 
it's almost like someone was the, the director of the Oscars was in on it because they have if you watch you have the cameras panning directly to the target just as he's reading off the script of the joke. Night isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. Okay, no, no. Watch the reactions here. Watch. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Oh, a little bit uncomfortable, is it? Look, <laughs> talking of all you perverts, it was a big year. It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, <laughs> surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very... Okay, so that was that. And then my, my favourite part comes with Apple. Uh, I think it was towards the end. Uh, let's try it here. <laughs> Furball, Furball. She's old school. Um, it's the last time, who cares? Oh. Apple roared into the, Here we go. the TV game with a morning show, a superb. Okay, watch, so the director's gonna go right to the Apple guy. Drama, yeah. Tim Cook. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for. Oh my goodness, that was so, that was great. I, I do admit to enjoying that. So why do I bring that up? And that's because the Oscars, let's see if we can do a search here. Oscars declining ratings. Mm. Okay, Oscars rating jumped 56% from last year. Uh, Oscars 2021 watched by the smallest audience the award show is so last year it was the smallest audience the award show has ever received by the way I was talking to my oldest son and he told me that at every Oscars there's always one of these things that everyone talks about it's like an every year type of thing so this year of course we have this fake fight this fake slap but apparently you know it's been going downhill ever since that Ricky Gervais uh, roast. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what this is all about. Or is it? Is it deeper than that? And I do have that question. So let me see what else I have in my notes here. Uh, this, What's this? Oh, yeah, this is good. This, this behind the scenes just after it happened. I bet you no one has this. So apparently here's Will Smith, so watch this. So it's Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington. Does he look upset after what just happened? Where's security? Where are the police? Someone just assaulted someone. They're just, oh, it's just the funniest thing ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
seconds away. We need to clear down front, please. We're going to come into the audience at the beginning of this act. Please take your seats. Thank you. 25 seconds. Please clear the aisles down front. Please clear the front, please. Clear. Thank you. Ten seconds. Five, four, three. What was that handler doing there? Anyone notice that? That lady? When he sat down? Ten seconds. Good job, Will. That was really good acting. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Get the tears going for the next one. Five, four, three. She's all smiles. This is funny. So funny. The plebs, they fall for this. It's crazy. Okay, so we got that. And okay, we'll get to this in a little bit. Okay, so let me go back to my notes. So get this. Apparently... <laughs> Apparently, someone is taking credit for this. A guy by the name, a comedian by the name of a podcast comedian, Kevin T. Porter, wrote this. Hey, I wrote the silly Chris Rock Will Smith slap bit. We knew he'd push some buttons, but comedy is meant to provoke and make people think. I'm proud we did both those things tonight at Oscars 2022. Now, do I believe this? Well, I put that out there because maybe in the future we'll find out that Will Smith knows Kevin Porter. So we'll see what happens on that. Put that out there. Um, uh, we get that. I get this. What do we have here? So many notes. And, I, and I'm just, I'm falling for this distraction as much as everyone else is. I mean, I was going to talk about fat people tonight. And um, now I'm not talking about fat people. I'm talking about stupid, fat people in a good way, not a bad way. Now my, my pass, my thing's not working. Let me try copying and cut. Mm, not working. So I can't show you that. Okay, so what does this have to do? Well, okay, so what's the punchline for me? The punchline is that I think this goes well beyond what we're being told here. I can absolutely see a scenario where they come out a couple of days from now and say that this is a joke because too many people know about it. That's definitely a possibility. So you heard that here first. It was a joke. And it went too far, and everyone on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit went crazy. And, and then, uh, you know, is there something more nefarious to this? Is there something more nefarious to this? And I, and I reserve the thought to think that that's true. There's something more nefarious going on. I don't know what it is. Uh, what we can do is a week from now... And this is always the case, like on 9-11 and Sandy Hook. It's always, oh, you know, because of 9-11, we, the bankers have to introduce AML and KYC, anti-money laundering 
and know your customer protection because you know they're terrorists they were getting funding you know from people over there and they were money laundering and because of 9-11 we really need to put a stop to this or with sandy hook and all the school shootings you know because of all the school rashes school shootings that are going on we really need gun control we need to get rid of the guns you know is this a trigger for something else that's how i always look at it so i'll revisit a story like a week later and look at the headlines and go a little bit deeper into the news story itself and see if they're coming up with a dialectic. Because of this, we have to do that. Now, to me, this is communism. Breads and circuses. Let's look that up. If I search for breads and circuses, on the Wikipedia, if I remember right, it's the second one down right here. But uh, in a political context, the phrase means to generate public approval, not by excellence in public service or public policy, but by diversion, distraction, or by satisfying the most immediate or base requirements of a populace. That's the plebs. By offering a palliative, for example, food, bread, or entertainment. And that's what this all is, the Oscars is bread and circuses and drama at the Oscars is bread and circuses, which is communism. So let's go over that. In fact, this is a, this, I've always wanted to do a show just about how we're in communism. We've been in communism now, probably for 35 years or so, at least. And uh, this is probably one of the best eight minute clips you'll ever see on the topic. It's from uh, a guy, don't know if I can trust this person, but he certainly says things that I agree with. His name is, well, his real name is Yuri Bezmenov. When he defected to America, then to Canada, he went under a pseudonym. But listen to what he has to say. Let's divide it in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result? The result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power. in the. By the way, this is an interview conducted by G. Edward Griffin, if that name rings a bell, in 1984. He's the one who wrote The Jekyll and Creature Island. It's one of the first books that came up on my radar that really, really changed my life, for the better, to, to learn how the globalists, the people who rule over us, how they operate. Government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid of society of these people, you, have, you need another 
20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of the uh, of, uh, United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet... Man, G. Edward Griffin looks so different without facial hair. It's crazy. Concept. Mm -hmm. These are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, mm -hmm. dissidents. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply... Jane Fonda is filthy rich because she was paid to put out propaganda about that. It has nothing to do with what he's talking about squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be the greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last... This was... Okay, it was completed. He said it was completed, and this was recorded uh, in, in 1984. Five years. Actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, 
the influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who... And Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a benevolent dictator. So is Ronald Reagan. ...promised lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of... of new generation of Soviet assassins, never mind. He will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. Situation is not under control. Situation is disgustingly out of control. Most of the American politicians, media, and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war on people and it's just not the united states it's worldwide against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system and and the initiator of this war is not comrade andropov of course uh it's it's the system however ridiculous it may sound the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy whether i scare some people or not i don't give a hoot uh if, if you are not scared by now Nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. Not true. You can live at exclave private towns, and I'll talk about that in a moment. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Okay, so... Okay, so there it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's go over... Let's go over in my notes what he just said. I'll kind of summarize it. He's saying that there are four stages of a communist takeover. And by the way... It's just not communist. It's all the isms. It's communism, socialism, Marxism, totalitarianism, technocracy. I don't know what the ism is of that. It, it's all the same. Alan Watt, the great Alan Watt, and I'll put this in my notes. Alan Watt reminds us. That the people at the top, they don't care that it's again, it's the dialectic. They don't care if there are opposing points of view, leaders that oppose each other, 
whether someone's a Democrat or Republican, as long as they all come to the same conclusion, the synthesis, they take all the different things that they all represent. For example, you know, Republicans are for war, liberals are for LGB and all the rest of it. As long as they all come to the same conclusion, it's cool. And that's what's happening here is that it's all coming to the four stages of the takeover. We have demoralization, which is the destruction of morality. Uh, it takes a single generation, about 15 to 20 years to pull that off. And then once that happens, and by the way, you see that in every way. Little House on the Prairie, remember that? Remember when it was like mom, dad, 2.5 children, dog, white picket fence, the comfortable life? That's gone. And that's on purpose. And then we have destabilization, which is another fancy word for divide and conquer. It takes about two to five years. That's where you have snitching and self-policing and topics that naturally will divide and conquer us. Black versus white, vaxxed versus unvaxxed. And in this case, getting back to the Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock situation, was it fake? Was it not fake? So that's destabilization. Number three, you have crisis. That's the point of collapse that can take, as he was saying, as little as six weeks. And then the elite rescue us from the crisis. So that's problem, agitation, solution, also known as the Hegelian dialectic. So they're giving us, the elites are giving us all these problems, food shortages, the shortage, uh, money, inflation, all, the, all this bad news. And then bam, we have a point of collapse uh, people are like, hey, government, bail us out. And then the government swings on by and rescues us. And then that leads into number four, the fourth stage of a communist takeover, which is normalization, enforcing the new system, normalizing the new crazy. And, you know, I think we are either six months away from crisis or a year and six months away from crisis. I think it's going to be either September of this year, which is less than six months away from now, or it's going to be about 17 months from now, uh, September of next year. And, uh, you know, I'm opting out of this. I do not want this. And again, I'm going to talk about that in a second. So uh, I kind of interrupted the video with the benevolent, you know, what are the, what are the symptoms of a communist takeover, well, you have tons of cancel culture. We all know about that. You have benevolent dictators ruling the roost. Uh, again, I am, uh, for those of you who have not listened to me for over the last decade plus, I've never voted in my life. I know politics is rigged. Politicians don't make a difference. It doesn't matter who's in office. Politicians are just formalities. They read scripts. The real powerful people are in the private sector and NGOs like the Council on Foreign Relations, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Trilateral Commission. Now we're finding out about the Davos people, which is the World Economic Forum, and Klaus Schwab. Those are the people who are, who are making laws and telling us what we're going to do. And they have these politicians in their pocket. And again, it doesn't matter if it's red, blue, or independent. They all come to the same conclusion that we need to have a global world and no more get rid of borders tribalism is gone 
new normals is that's everything is about the new normals. And the thing about these people is they play the long game. The communist takeovers take the long game. They are very patient. Now, what's interesting, part of the good news is the I don't see them playing the long game anymore. They've stopped using the Fabian style method. It's the old metaphor of the frog in boiling water. Uh, it, they would they would patiently take 25 years to get something into action. But nowadays, everything is coming to us faster. Convid 1984, according to the World Bank, was supposed to happen on April 1st, 2025. It happened five years early. Everything was pointing to Agenda 2025, Agenda 2030 specifically, and even Agenda 2050. And these are all milestones or targets for Agenda 21, which is the agenda for the 21st century. And they are rushing things through. Are they rushing things through because they're ahead of schedule? I don't think so. Uh, it's, this is all about cyborgism and, techno and technology and cramming us into Agenda 21 housing and having us put a brain chip. Let me put uh, Elon Musk. What is Elon Musk? Neur uh, Neuralink. Yep, Neuralink. Uh, Elon. Come on, typer. Elon Musk brain chip company. I think it's called Neuralink. Yep. And you are okay. Elon Musk Neuralink wants to embed microchips in people's skulls and get robots to perform brain surgery. Now, they're apparently this is working and it's working in pigs right now. Well, are we next? That's what this is all about. This is all about roboting everything, automating everything, uh, making us into uh, useless eaters. That's what they call us. They actually call us the vile and the vulgar. If you look into Freemasonry, and I'm pretty sure that Freemasons, Freemasonry, Freemasonry, runs the show. That's what they call the plebs, the useless eaters, the vile and the vulgar. It's interesting. I see these sweatshirts these days. It's Ville. Like I live in Quarryville. It, Ville is also vile, if you read it phonetically. Uh, and then you see these shirts from Under Armour, not Under Armour, Urban, Urban Outfitters. It's Obey. Like I see all these I see all these young people wearing these shirts that says obey and I'll, I'll go up to them before COVID and I'd be like, do you know what that means? They're like, ah, it's just a cool shirt. Like it says obey on your shirt. It's crazy. Okay. So let's look at all of the proofs that communism has already occurred in the United States. We have the, the form of young Global leaders. Let me see if I can copy this. I really don't want to type this in. Let's see. That's not going to let me do it. Let me quit and try to restart. Maybe that's why. Bear with me one sec. No, it's not going to let me do it. All right. So young, globe, young, 
global leaders. The Forum of Young Global Leaders. This is directly from the World Economic Forum. There's good old Santa Claus Schwab. Okay, so here, here are the members, the leaders, and let's see them all. So you can go to this page and you can see them all. And what, what's interesting is if you do a search, I think Trudeau, damn, am I spelling it right? Darn, how do you spell Trudeau's name? Trudeau, his name is Justin, let's see, Justin True EAU. Yeah, it is, but it's not in there. But I know Justin Trudeau. Let's see, Justin Trudeau, global leader, world economic forum. Maybe they're taking, I heard that they've actually been cleaning this up. So here we go, Justin Trudeau is one of the leaders and if you notice, all the people who've been draconian and dystopian about lockdowns and mask wearing and forced vaccinations are all part of this group, the young global leaderships. So I got two computers going on here, so let me go back. So, of course, you have BLM, Antifa, race activists, teacher and college professors, gender activists, sports athletes. Hollywood actors, as we just saw with the Will Smith, Chris Rock nonsense, media moguls, musicians, and anything that has to, as I've said before, anything that has to do with isms, communism, Marxism, socialism, Nazism, capitalism, and then finally victim politics such as feminists, gay, trans, social justice warriors. This is how you know that you've been taken over whether you call it communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call it, it's a total takeover. And we're in it right now. So before I hinted about Exclave Private Towns, if you're new to me, I do this, the Marcus Allen Show. And it's a vehicle to let people know about Exclave Private Towns. Exclave Private Towns are small private towns, 21 in phase one, that we're going to open Breaking ground on our first one in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, sometime this year. That is, we're still on target for it. And we will quickly spread out to the rest of America. I moved to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania 20-something years ago, 20, 21 years ago, 2000, 2002. Actually, September 12th, 2002. When 9-11 happened, I said, family... It's go time. It's time to get out of Westchester, Pennsylvania, move to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Our townhouse development borders Amish farms. I've studied them for 20-something years. Again, for the exception of raw milk, I hate that word. It's real milk, but the government likes to call it raw milk to make it sound disgusting. It's actually quite delicious. Um, big milk made it so that the government goes after the Amish if they sell real milk across state lines, which is weird. It's just an invisible line. Yet if someone tries to cross the line with milk from Pennsylvania and buys it in Maryland, that's somehow illegal, which is crazy. But besides that, the Amish have been living here for over 300 years. 
No one bothers them. They even have an IRS uh, exemption where the Amish don't have to pay certain taxes. And they govern themselves. There's no police that travels through their towns like they do here. There might be an occasional one off a, a, a common shared road, but I, I don't think they have a fire department. They don't have hospitals. They don't have doctors. They, don't, they have one lawyer for ceremonial purposes only. And I don't agree with that. I think you should have a medical center. And we will at Exclave Private Towns. I think you should have emergency services because emergencies come up. We will have that at Exclave Private Towns. So the Amish aren't exactly self-dependent, self-reliant. They do govern themselves, uh, but they do rely on the system. And I think that that's going to be a downfall for them. They really need to go completely off their system. And that's what we're doing at Exclave Private Towns. So if you go to Escape the New Normal right now, escapethenewnormal.com right now, you'll get a tour. You'll get to see the vision that I have for Exclave Private Towns. You're going to see their beautiful towns. This isn't eco-villages or, uh, or uh, intentional communities. No, no, no. Those are smart cities in disguise. And I just did, I think it was 323, March 23rd. Let me pull it up here in my notes. 323. Uh, maybe it was 24. No, 22. Yes. If you go to escapethenewnormal.com, click on the show, the Marcus Allen show, and do a search for Is This Parallel Society a Blessing or a Curse? You'll be able to hear me show you how I'm able to pick apart whether. These new towns that are being offered for truth people like us, people like us who don't want to take a vaccine, don't want to mask up, are very concerned about vaccine passports and social credit scores and daily health testing. If you don't want any of that, these parallel societies will not help you. They kind of hint that they will. They kind of hint that they're freedom towns or freedom cells, but they're nothing. It's not even close. They're smart cities in disguise. At Exclave Private Towns, no vax, never mask. In fact, if you wear a mask, since we're a private town, you lose your membership privileges. You cannot wear a mask in our towns. You don't have to worry about vaccine passports. There's no social credit scores. It's going back to the way Main Street America used to be. Big time manufacturing, tons of jobs. You had to be stuck on stupid if you can't get a job at Exclave Private Towns. So if you like to be involved and be an early adopter into Exclave Private Towns, again, go to escapethenewnormal.com, take the tour, and I'll show you how to do that once you finish the tour. Okay, it is 9.10 on Monday, March 28th. We've been going for 47 minutes and 37 seconds. Let me see if there's anything else that I forgot to mention on tonight's show. Neuralink, cancel culture, got that. Oh, a few comments. Uh, we're on the brink of World War III, total economic collapse, record high gas prices, wide open southern border with millions of who knows what crossing because we have a vegetable installed from a rigged election. And here's the punchline. And everyone's talking about a fake slap at the Oscars. Clown world we live in. And I think I'll leave it at that. That's That pretty much sums up how I feel about what happened. 
what happened at the Oscars is a distraction. And if the culture creation industry, which is an, an arm of the banksters, which is the government, if they can pull off a distraction every day, that means they have a never-ending, endless parade of distractions they can pull off on us while they pass laws that we don't know about and slowly squeeze the grip that they have on us. And the choice is really yours. I'm opting out. I used to say, up until Convin 1984, I used to say I have one foot in their system and one foot out of their system because I know that the system is rigged and over the long term, it's bad for people like us. It's great for the rich people at the top, but for regular people like us, it's not so great. Well, now, ever since Convin 1984, on March 13th, 2022, at dinner, I said it's go time. It is time to get Exclave Private Towns up and running. I thought that we'd be able to, be able to great, break ground a year later. We are still on target for that, and I'm super excited about it. And I don't have to worry about any of this funny monkey clown business. And if you'd like the same, come over to escapethenewnormal.com. Once again, escapethenewnormal.com. Okay, time to retire. Hopefully tomorrow I can talk about fat people and Convin 1984. That's right, Convin 1984 is being blamed for everyone getting fat. I'm going to show you my secrets on how I stay actually thinner than ever during Convin 1984. So have a great night, enjoy life, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care.